What's happening? Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking down news of the day. We have Adrian Lawrence, attorney at law, author and TYT contributor. Also, bullpen, the debate will be with Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life of America as Students for Life Action. She wants to debate with me about pro-life versus pro-choice. So we will break that down, should be quite interesting. Let me go to my first story of the day. Oregon, yep, Newburgh, Oregon. A staff member showed up to work in the school in blackface saying that, hey, I'm Rosa Parks. And this was in protest of mandates in the school system for vaccines. This was at Mabel Rush Elementary School. Uh, this was a protest and misguided, obviously, and ridiculous. Let me go to the graphic. I want to first explain. I want to explain why blackface is offensive. Let's go to the graphic first. A lot of people have a misconception of the offense connected to blackface. You see, that's the same person that this was promoted as a theatrical thing, right? So white people, would do theater and put on blackface with these extremely exaggerated physical characteristics in order to make fun of, to ridicule, to criticize physically black people. And then when black people weren't allowed to do theater years later, black people in theater were forced to wear blackface as well. Why? Because white patrons did not want to see their natural black skin. So literally black folks had to show up in blackface because white people who paid for the tickets were offended by their blackness. That's some of the history. Naturally this became an issue again in the 60s and beyond. So this particular staff member decided it was a good idea. A fellow staff member at the school who provided initial information on the incident said Laura Perfell, a special education assistant who the district said it would not name due to being a personnel matter, darkened her face with iodine. Let's show a picture of the school. That picture is courtesy of the Newburgh School District. The concerned staff member who requested anonymity said Perfell explained that she intended to look like Rosa Parks and have her action serve as a protest of a mandate requiring school district employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. This individual was soon removed from the school grounds, placed on administrative leave according to a district statement. So this became a big deal. Last Friday, one of our employees reported for work in blackface. The Newburgh School District said in a statement released Monday, September 20th. The employee was removed from the location and human resources has placed the employee on administrative leave. The administration of Newburgh Police Schools, excuse me, Newburgh Public Schools condemns all expressions of racism. School system also said, and I quote, it is important to remember how blackface has been used to misrepresent black communities and do harm. We acknowledge the violence this represents and the trauma it evokes. 
regardless of intention. But that's not it. You see, this is the same school system that was just in the news. A Newburgh High School student was connected to a racist slave trade Snapchat group video resulting in a student led protest during a sporting event in solidarity with Newburgh's black students. One parent said, it seems like we are in the news every day for something else race related. Many in the community went to the local news and said they wanna make sure that people know that citizens of that community do not act like this. These are not citizens that represent them nor their belief in diversity, but obviously problematic. Adrian, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that these individuals should really check themselves because clearly this is a representation of your community and the individuals around you if this is what continues to happen in your community. As for that special ed assistant who showed up in terms of blackface, first of all, Probably not the most educated individual as Rosa Parks was pretty light skinned of a black person. So if she wore this individual wore more than bronzer, she was probably doing it wrong to begin with. But then also just to be doing blackface and think you're going to equate that some way somehow to this pandemic and mask wearing. It also shows the ignorance of the fact that segregation is a whole different ballpark when we're talking about Jim Crow laws, racism and the oppression that's going on. as a opposed to actual medical vaccines to save lives. The fact that this person is trying to put these on equi platforms, it speaks to their level of ignorance and they should not be in the education system no matter what. It's amazing to me that so many people who will say things like systemic racism no longer exists. That was just back in the 60s, it's not like that today. They will evoke dynamics and elements of the 60s of Jim Crowism in order to make their narrative work for them today. Mm-hmm. Still a massive disconnect. Let me go to this next story because I told my production team it was really important for us to highlight the new development in this story. Initially, I reported on a story based on the information that was available at that time. There's now an update and we're going to update that story in full, not only live, but also on our YouTube post, okay? This is the story about the incident at Carmine's in New York City, where a family from Texas got into a fight with the hostess and they were arrested. Let me remind you of that video, here it is. Okay, now initially this was reported, this incident took place because of a vaccine card. The restaurant said you need a vaccine card in order to dine and they did not have one. And then it got into a royal rumble. Well, we got more information now and I'm going to highlight that information. Our lawyers for both Carmines and the woman said the three women had in fact provided documentation of COVID vaccinations. The altercation began after two men joined their party several minutes later were unable to provide proof according to the lawyers. Justin Moore, Justin Moore, a lawyer who represents one of the women, Keita Nkenji Rankin, 
said that the hostess used a racial slur and spoke condescendingly to the patrons, suggesting that their vaccination cards were all fake. He also said the Texas woman claimed that the hostess assaulted them. Now remember, we don't condone violence whatsoever. If there's a racial slur here, here's the reality. Sometimes a negative cause and effect reality will happen because of that. In this story, there's no disagreement about the fact that many already presented an actual COVID vaccination card. No debate among the lawyers about that. And according to one of the young women from Texas, it was actually the hostess who assaulted first. The hostess began spouting out derogatory comments and speaking with two of the women. They claimed that the N word was being spewed out, Mr. Moore said in an interview. They also heard the hostess say, yeah, you guys can leave my restaurant or something very aggressive like that. When Dr. Rankin ears hears that, she turns around and addresses the hostess. She tells her, this isn't your restaurant, you're just a staff member here. Please address us with respect. I wanna make sure that for the record, we provide the full update for that story. It was a wild story in the beginning. Once again, we do not condone violence whatsoever, but nuance and context does matter. Adrian? Well, you know, I definitely never exactly, like you said, I never condone violence. At the same time too, when you have a certain level of provocation, hey, they call them fighting words. And I don't necessarily know how this is going to go down or the full context of everything as we continue to get more information on the situation here. But at the end of the day, what we have is a significant problem here in the United States, particularly when it comes to not only vaccines, but also racism. And when we see those things come together and intertwine, what we're gonna continue to see is unfortunate stories like this as um, as a society, as we continue to struggle with the divisions, also with the level of oppression and people being um, very scared and hostile. Yeah, well said. You know, I'm really sick and tired of seeing especially black women harassed just for existing. Yeah. Here's a man who decided to call a black woman suspicious and this is how it went down. Play the video. Okay. And I'm posting this, so because this is discrimination. Okay. It, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because you asked no questions. You didn't say, ma'am, do you need help? Are you okay? First thing you said was, you look suspicious. Period. Yes, you did. Period. Yes, you did. That's why you said you was calling the sheriff, because you said I look suspicious. No, sir. No, you no, you didn't. You said I look suspicious. Number one is not. No, I'm 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 not. And everybody is going to be able to see this. Everybody is going to be able to see this. Everybody is going to be able to see this. You're in my neighborhood. You're sitting in your car. You have no place. You didn't know if I'm waiting on my daughter to get out of school from pre-K. Stupid ass. Get the sheriff over here. Yeah. Y'all see him? Y'all see him? Y'all see him? Y'all see him? Minding my business. And you want to tell me I look suspicious? You wanted to say I look suspicious because of what? The color of my skin. The color, yeah, roll it up. You stopped because I was black. If I was white, you wouldn't have did that. If I was white, you wouldn't have did that. No, I'm not going to stop. You harassing me. You can send the sheriff. 
Party. I don't know. I just came home from the store. It was parked. There was no place. So you need the police here. That's what you need. You need a gun because a black woman is waiting, sitting in a car, existing, having the audacity to breathe. And this is, as you said, Mr. White Man, this is your neighborhood. She has no place. Well, here's the thing, she did have a place and it is not your neighborhood. You see, this happened in Houston, Texas, the follow up videos um, show that she actually did learn the identity of the individual mentioned. And um, let's put them up, go ahead and make them famous, okay? The identity of the man is Freddie Benefield. He's also an engineer for the Houston Fire Department, probably why he knew the sheriff on a first name basis. So he decided to call the sheriff and say, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm here, I came home and oh my God, there's a suspicious black woman in my neighborhood. Um, she was supposed to be there, her mom, uh, lives in that neighborhood uh, and uh, she grew up in that community. Family still lives in that community. Her child plays in that community, definitely not his neighborhood, okay? Um, her videos were also getting reported on and removed for harassment and bullying, which she rightfully found hilarious as indicated from this TikTok sharing um, that info. Uh, here it is, let's put it up, yeah. Removed for harassment and bullying. So she was she was harassing and bullying the guy, I guess. Okay, uh, Adrian, once again, she's <laughs> just existing. Yep, and I know that one all too well. It's the regulation and policing of black bodies that goes on every day. I can't sit in my car and wait somewhere in a predominantly white neighborhood, no matter what I'm doing, even if it's a neighborhood in which I grew up. And as someone who did grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood, I can attest to that mm. fact. It's just not that you're presumed to be suspicious, no matter what you're doing, that you must be up to no good. And it's like, I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to, I don't need to share where I live or why I'm here. Just go on about your business and stop with your implicit racism, unconscious bias, and just all out foolery. Yeah, I don't know how implicit it was with this fellow because he told her that you have no place here. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I found it, I found it quite interesting. That even when he realized that obviously this woman is not breaking the law, because think about it. If a person is there to break the law, uh, literally, that's the opposite of what will happen, right? A person will get up out of there, they will leave. Hey, guy, we don't want any problems. But it was clear she's not breaking the law, she has a right to be here. She she definitely is not afraid of you calling the sheriff or whatever other buddy you got on speed dial. Even when that happens, and this is what irks me even more. Even when that happens, let's say you're just an ignorant SOB and you really believe that this was suspicious. When you realize it's not, why is it that these individuals do not simply say, you know what? I am sorry, my apologies, I was wrong. I hope you accept my apologies. Why do they never try to remedy the situation or at least regain some level of self-respect and admit they were wrong? You know why? They can't admit they're wrong to a black woman. Of course not. You don't apologize down. And also, I don't owe you any apology because the fact is the thought that we are violent, criminal by nature. So it's the thought that, hey, well, if I didn't catch you doing something wrong this time, there will be a next time. Yeah, and it's quite fascinating that these things continue to happen. 
I'm hoping that people start to get the picture. One of the reasons why we highlight these stories is because we understand here at Indisputable the power of social design. If we can continue to expose the evil and the corrupt and the racist culture, if we can provide a mirror, that mirror can be reflective on the soul of others. Where it may stop this activity in the future. Somebody may think twice about approaching a person, a black person in particular, just for existing. This has been in operation for a long time. Now we have the ability to document it, talk about it, and publicly ridicule it as we see it. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. What's happening? Welcome back. We got a lot of viewer comments. Let me get to it. Before I do that, I want you to remember the Indisputable podcast. We've already launched it. Go ahead and check us out at ACAST, all right? ACAST, make that happen. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, search for Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Click follow and rate us with five stars if you enjoy the programming. I thank you in advance. Um, and we got that I wish a Karen Wood merch. Doing very well, by the way. And I won't stop teas available now, shoptyt.com. We got more coming. Okay, don't fret. We got hoodies. We got all kind of stuff. Coffee mugs. I'm even going to have a book bag collection. All right? It's going to be good stuff. Make sure you go to shoptyt.com. Thank you for the support. All goes to a worthy cause. Twitch. Remember, programming taking place. My big homie, Deep Dive with Jordan Yule, twitch.tv forward slash TYT, right after Indisputable, okay? And the conversation live today, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com slash live before the Young Turks. Jake gets into a fierce debate with the conservative over the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. Make sure to subscribe. So you can get all of these amazing interviews, and they are amazing. Subscribe at youtube.com forward slash TYT conversation, all right? TYT member, Kelly O'Hara, my poet. Now, I read some of this beforehand, but I gotta say, Kelly is dropping bars every time. Don't call it a comeback, it's been here for years. White folks using blackface to stoke those jeers. You work with kids, and this is the example you set, well, I promise. This lesson you'll never forget. Want to protest vaccines? It's wrong, but it's your right. But you're acting racist, so you lost this fight. That's just a mic drop situation right there. Bars. Thank you for that, Kelly. Diana, her behavior is the height of false equivalency. More importantly, gross racism. She's no Rosa Parks. Unbelievably offensive. That's right. Jambo Jambagino. Throwing a racist temper tantrum during a public health crisis isn't a civil rights protest. This woman needs to check her history and privilege. Make it see the silver hair dragon. His words say it all. You're sitting in my neighborhood. Yep. Super chat. Sticks Dragon says, Iodine doesn't wash out easily. She's going to have that color for a bit. Yeah. 
Laura Estrada, uh, I can't handle that she is a special needs teacher, so ashamed. Uh, Trisha Briggs, thank you for that. Uh, just wanted to give you a shout out, uh, Dr. Richard, your activism and advocacy, admirable. I look to you, I look up to you, a true American hero. We appreciate you. Well, Trisha, I, pr I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate you as well. And don't look up to me, we look side by side, all right? All of us, co-equals. Uh, break it down, Adrian hits the nail on the head. Once again, white people trying to equate their plight with the civil rights injustices of black people. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. Y-V-N-G-K-X-N-G, come on, what you doing to me, all right? Ah, uh, Adrian, great co-host choice. Doc, swear, indisputable is one of my most favorite shows. Can't wait to hear them famous words. Welcome to the bullpen, baby. It's coming. She'll be a doozy today, and thank you for that. Uh, Dark line says he can't win with this woman, but he's the idiot because no man can win in an argument against a woman. Exactly. If you're smart, you just stop arguing while you're not ahead. We got more, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're I feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. And for you to justify me or judge me? I am not judging you, ma'am. You are, sir. No, I'm not. Tom. I'm not judging you. Can I'm you here to see your manager. It's I am okay. the manager. Somebody I hire up, sir. What? I'm asking you to leave property for your actions and behavior. Not a problem, but I needed a urinate. And I needed to feel my. There's been times where I have to hold a cup for my job, Tom. I am a, I am a teacher, a speech therapist, sir. I literally have to urinate in a cup. Because I don't have time to go to South Central on Slauson and Crenshaw to urinate, sir. I cannot believe you're judging me. Yeah, I need a manager. I say, okay. I went to Alani, to Hawaii in April, Tom. I pay for your paycheck, sir. Everybody else is here. Just so you know, I'm not a like freeloader. I never said that. I'm just putting it out there. So I'll give you time to discuss the parking arrangement. Thank you, Unfortunately, sir. I can't. I will. I will leave. Fascinating. This Karen said, "I pee for your paycheck, Tom." I mean, I've heard a lot of defenses before. And yes, some of them have been because people got caught peeing in public. But I never heard anyone say, I pee not for me, but for you. Just remember that, Tom. Uh, this was an amusement park. There are restroom areas all around the park. Uh, I do feel for the woman. It's an embarrassing situation. Um, but once you get caught, now listen, I'm a dude, okay? I don't wanna get vulgar, but I've had to go around the building before. If I got caught and the store owner says, you gotta go, you gotta leave. Well, I need to leave. The justification was quite ironic. Um, Adrian, thoughts? I really don't know where to go with that. <laughs> she, you know, I, She's I can appreciate- for you, Adrian, and for me, and for everybody <laughs> around us. 
Which, which is very generous of her. Uh, at the same time, I, I'm good. She can she can hold her urine uh, for me. That's what I would prefer, as well as you know this theme park. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on there. Uh, but also too, just this thought of there are probably a lot of bathrooms at that theme park. Why yeah. she did not choose to use one is beyond me. But I just really want her to bump up her lie game. Because I can respect a real good lie, and this, like the little justification, yeah, yeah that was level. right. You you can tell she definitely did not work on you know the what if thing, right? What if I get caught? What am I going to say? Uh, number one, uh, Karen, we know you didn't wash your hands. That, that that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, you may need to be kicked out the theme park for that reason alone. Uh, but if you're going to make up something, I really don't think the route of I do this so that you can get a paycheck, Tom. I don't think that's going to get you any favor with Tom, who, and I can tell Tom, listen, he takes his job seriously. He was professional. He said, hey, you're being removed because of behavior. Um, yeah. All right, guess what? Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? This has a hell of a background. Now, the Karen you just saw was getting into a fight with a ring video doorbell. Now, I don't know if this Karen understands the design of a ring video doorbell, but it has a video on it. According to the TikToker, the neighbor who posted this, this particular Karen lives underneath her and is a light sleeper or does not like the bumping around or the noise in the apartment. I've stayed in apartments, it happens, okay? But this Karen approached that ring, the ring video doorbell in order to engage in physical combat. I will say this, I'm going to get me a damn ring video doorbell. I had no idea they were that durable, none. Uh, the TikToker did go back on uh, social media to talk about um, how this problem continues to persist and how the individual below her has been a consistent Karen. Adrian, isn't this destruction of property or something? What is this? Oh, absolutely. Destruction of property, she could be sued, civil liability. You know what, it's just individuals really need to work on their forms of communication because if she has concerns, she can use her words like an adult as opposed to using her little balled up middle of the night, probably drunken fists. It just, it seems like we're not really evolving as a society when we see Karens like this try to handle conflict in very less productive ways. And this was four o'clock in the morning. And when I see videos like this, Adrian, I ask the question, what's your end goal? What is the end result here? 
Okay, let's say you successfully attack the Ring video doorbell. How does that solve the problem here? Let's say you destroy the property. How does that change anything here? Yeah, I, I don't think that this Karen thought far enough. But also too, part of me is like, if you're gonna come to someone's home at 4 a.m. to do whatever you're gonna do, it's like you'd at least think that she would be successful. Cuz like you said, that ring doorbell is very durable. It's like, really, what did you do other than put yourself on camera to look foolish? I don't get it. Yeah, and the individual who lives there is a woman of color. Uh, a young woman of color at that uh, seems to be very smart, uh, put it out. She laid it out really well as far as what happened and why this happened. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, we've had Karens around for a long time. And I do see some change, right? I see videos now where people are standing up to the Karenicity. You see anti-Karens popping up all over the place. But it's rooted once again in privilege, it's rooted in privilege. And let me do it this way because some people get offended by that word. I really don't care that they get offended, but I do want to provide clarity over agreement. Even if you disagree with me, let me provide this level of clarity. Look at it this way, if you don't like the word privilege, let me use the word preference. There's a preference that you're given because of the color of your skin, you see, Dr. King, and dear sister, correct me if you think I'm wrong. Dr. King was well aware of white privilege. That's why he said that we should be judged by the content of our character and not by the color of our skin. He did not say it was a reality. He said one day it should be a reality. It's an ideology that we must fight for, which means currently it does not exist in the state of our country. And so in order for us to get to this point, I think we have to provide a significant reflection of who we truly are as a country. Yep, you are absolutely spot on. The fact is that there are hierarchies in our society, whether it is race, class, gender, age, so on and so forth. And when people want to ignore the fact that there are racial preferences and privileges out there, that just tells me they want to lie to themselves and to lie to me, and I am not here for it. I had the opportunity to debate Charlie Kirk a few days ago. We'll play that this Friday. And Charlie Kirk tried to make an argument that it's not race, it's class. <laughs> and the disparities that you see, and this is really kind of a common default for many Republicans who cannot explain the data of racial disparity. So they say, oh, no, 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 it's all about class. And so here's my pushback on that. And I didn't get time to really go into deep detail with brother Charlie Kirk. But the pushback is class is a perceived dynamic. It's a perception. Yes. Um, so that means if you perceive class and race connected, then it's a difference without a distinction. It's a distinction without a difference because you look at it through the same lens of your social and racial bias. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And another analogy I like to explain to people is about pretty privilege. More attractive yeah. people getting access to things, people treat them differently, people are more likely to smile at you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And people are easy, quick to acknowledge the fact that beautiful people tend to have those privileges. So then I say, okay, well, why can't you acknowledge the fact that there is racial privilege as well? 
Because clearly you can acknowledge that physical features play a role in how people are treated. So why wouldn't melanin count also factor into that? That's such a damn good point stolen. I'm gonna make that point at some point <laughs> in my future. And I will give you the credit attorney because that is a very remarkable rebuttal to anyone who says things like, I do not see color. No, yeah. no, no, you see color, you see what you perceive as beauty. You see what you perceive as strength, you see all of it. You see every bit of it, your denial of it does not make it so. It doesn't mean it's a reality just cause you say it. All right, very good point, Adrian, I appreciate you. We got more on the other side, it is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda, don't forget. Check out Indisputable, we are on podcast as well now. Go to Acast, the Acast app or wherever you get your podcast. Search for Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Follow us, rate us five stars if you enjoy the programming. Also, Indisputable merch available, just got released. I wish a Karen Wood and I Won't Stop T is available right now, shop TYT. Dot com. Watch the conversation live today, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time at tyt.com slash live. Before the Young Turks, Jank gets into a fierce debate with a conservative over the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. Make sure to subscribe and watch all of these amazing interviews at youtube.com slash tyt conversation. And don't forget right after Indisputable, the big homie deep dive with Jordan Yule. That's twitch.tv forward slash tyt. <clears throat> There's a border patrol agent, at least one, living a white supremacist fantasy. He's been caught using a whip, and I know people will say it's not really a whip. Do you think that matters to the person on the other side of the damn thing? Using it like a whip on Haitian asylum seekers. Let's put the vid, let's put the graphic up. Okay. Now, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the pictures I would see in the videos I would see of children, black bodies being hosed. By those in authority, by those who had public trust placed into them. This reminds me of how they used to round up black folks like cattle. You see, this is unacceptable. And you know what else is unacceptable? The Biden administration's response to it, unacceptable. 100% hypocritical. You all have seen it. This footage started going viral. Yesterday for sure, here's what the press secretary said. Jen, a follow up question on Haiti. There are photographs and reports of border agents on horseback using what appear to be whips on Haitian migrants. Does the administration view that as an appropriate tactic? Can you speak to that? There are people who are upset about it. Yeah, understandably so. I have seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. And certainly, I don't have additional context. April, I don't think anyone seeing that footage would think it was acceptable or appropriate. I know you said that there's no context that it would be 
seen as inappropriate. So the question really is, why would this be happening under the Biden administration? Is this going to stop? What would the pro I, I, I wonder sort of what are going to be the consequences if what we're seeing is what we're seeing? I mean, Yamish, it's all good questions. We just saw this footage. Um, it's horrible to watch. Um, I, I just have to get more information on it. Again, April, I don't, I don't have more information on it. I've also seen the video. I can't imagine what the scenario is where that would be appropriate. I'm certainly not suggesting that, but we've just seen the footage short earlier this morning. If this is what we see, is, the, is it the president's stance or, or the White House's stance that whoever these border agents are using what seems to be whips on migrants that they, that they would be fired or at least never be able to do that again? Uh, of course they should never be able to do it again. I don't know what the circumstances would be. It's obviously horrific, the footage. I don't have any more information on it, so let me venture to do that and we'll see if there's more to convey. Karen, go ahead. I think, April, I absolutely understand your question. I think I've been very clear about how horrific the footage is. I don't have more information. As a U.S. official, it's I have a responsibility to get more context and information. As a U.S. official, you just said, uh, of course they should not be able to do it again. Uh, but I don't know exactly what they did because I have no context to tell you what they really did. But no, they should never do that thing that I cannot explain to you what they did. They should never be able to do that thing again. You're double talking. Now, sometimes I got friends that work at the White House. They will not tell them certain things so that they can have plausible deniability. They do this routine, it's politics, okay? I'm not sure exactly how much she knew, but I do know this. The Biden administration has not given us a direct guidance on who in the hell is going to be fired. I have not heard from a congressional committee or congressional black caucus or anyone as to what hearings we are about to have. But I do know that I'm highly pissed that what looks to be whips are being used on black bodies by those we pay through our tax dollars. I know that. And I know that we deserve answers in this country because we're the ones who finance what just happened through our tax dollars. They are accountable to us, not just to a politician or to a supervisor, but to us. They are public service and they should act like it. Um, boils my blood, a lot of back and forth. People are saying they don't know exactly all the context. Adrian, do you need a lot more context here? Uh, no, not not in particular. The fact that whips are being used against black bodies, as you've noted, it, it just harkens of another time, which is right now. A lot of people want to think that we're past uh, a lot of the racism that goes on and past the Jim Crow era, past the slavery era. No, it just takes on different forms. And this is an example of this. And the fact that she doesn't have enough information, I don't necessarily know how new that information is when it came to her, the press secretary. But at the same time, there already should have, no pun intended, been whips cracked in terms of getting those agents off of their horses and out of their jobs. Yeah, quickly, um, and let me give a description of what happened. A mounted US Border Patrol agent shouted commands in, tense, in a tense encounter with Haitian migrants wading through the Rio Grande. Grande near Del Rio, Texas, as the Haitians tried to climb into uh, onto the US side of the river Sunday afternoon. The agent shouted, let's go, get out now, back to Mexico. Uh, and according to the report, utilizing that whip um, routinely with those commands. Um, 
I stand by my original position. I don't need new context here. I don't need additional context to know that the action is wrong. I do need more information about how deep it goes. Because right now, I do not believe this is the only border patrol agent doing something like this. I simply don't believe that, not at all. So I need to know how deep this goes. I need to know how far it stretches and how long it has been happening. Because once again, ultimately, these individuals are connected to money I pay, damn it. And I don't want my money going for things like that. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff I can't control. I fight, I can't control if this country wants to blow people up and kill them. It's called war, I don't wanna go to war, I can't control that. They take my tax dollars, they take your tax dollars, and they do what they choose when it comes to combat. But this is something domestically that we at least should have much more influence over because these individuals work for the domestic safety of this country as well. Adrian, am I out of line here? No, not at all. This is completely and totally unacceptable. There should be no circumstances under which this was appropriate behavior and a way to handle individuals. And the fact is that you're absolutely right. This can't be the first time. You know, we've seen a lot of how the migrant populations have been treated by Border Patrol and by federal agents. And it just really shows the lack of humanity for people so long as they have a certain melanin count. Yep. And listen, I know there are some Democrats who are going to reach out to me and they are going to be bitter because I talked about Biden. I'm talking about Harris too. I need decisive leadership on this. I am disappointed. Because I thought in matters like this, they at least would get it right sometimes. I'm not hearing anything, all right? So whatever Democrat wants to bring me smoke for holding the powerful accountable, bring it. But here, this is, this is a show of truth. Because I guarantee you, if this happened under the administration of Donald Trump, you would get the same smoke for Donald Trump that I'm giving to Biden, all right? That's how we do it here. Let me go to the next story. The police are so corrupt in this particular city that two former cops are suing them because of their use of the N word, because they would put KKK magazines inside of black police officers' lockers. And this was consistent. Two former Millersville police officers have now sued the city and police chief Mark Palmer for intimidating them right out of the job. Let's put up a picture of the chief, there he is. City of Millersville, in the 28 page document, Robert Black and former Sergeant Josh Barnes describes routine and painstaking detail numerous times when officers and Chief Palmer routinely used the N word. These comments were made in front of Barnes, who was black, and Robert, who has a biracial son. Robert detailed multiple stories about how his fellow officers bullied him because of this. But things only got worse after the protesters began marching in honor of George Floyd. Robert says, the chief would often refer to black protesters as animals. And made comments with other city officials where they talked about what they would do if protests ever made it to Millersville. 
You see, they plan for corruption and violence against black people. At one point, Robert said he had enough and used a fake name in social media to put out a call to action. He described the systemic racism within the department that led back to another prior lawsuit where Chief Palmer was accused of placing a KKK magazine in a black officer's locker. This the damn chief doing it. Put up his picture again. That's the chief. Now if he's doing things like this, do you think he's the guy who will properly investigate an accusation of abuse against a black citizen by one of his cops? Of course not, he's abusing black cops. The KKK publication is not something you can get at the library. You can't buy it at the 7-Eleven. These publications are like homemade, produced on someone's printing press is hate literature, said Black. Robert added that the department also attempting to conceal the fact that Assistant Chief Destin Carter was under investigation by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations for domestic violence. Once the city determined that Robert was responsible for the social media post, they fired him. Now he's calling for action. He's talking about what's happening, systemic racism, violation of civil rights. Well, they fired him. Barnes stayed for two months after but left the department when the alleged intimidation became too much to handle. Uh, let's put up a picture of the assistant chief there. That's Dustin Carr. The case is not the first time Palmer and the city have faced a lawsuit from within their ranks in 2015. Two men had previously been Millersville only black officers, Sue Palmer and the city alleging racial discrimination. In their lawsuit, which was dismissed with prejudice in 2016, both men claimed the chief told each of them, I don't like N words. One of the former officers, Anthony Hayes, claimed Palmer took him on an unexplained visit to a former KKK leader's home where Hayes was subjected to an extended conversation in the presence of KKK memorabilia. Hayes and the other former officer, Brian McCarthiness, claimed that claimed to have been forced out of their post after they accused the Department of Racism. Once again, put up the picture of the chief. First of all, he has access to KKK magazines. Those are hard to find, by the way. Only a few printing press exist that will print them. He's putting them in black people lockers, accusations that he calls black cops the N-word, says he does not like the N-words, and then drives an officer to a KKK leader's house. I guess that's the initiation. Adrian? Well, I think what we're seeing here is the reflection of how a lot of police departments, unfortunately, are truly infiltrated, if not in association with unfortunate hate groups or racist outlets. And the things that these individuals have had to endure 
it's just it's it's wrong. And and you know, when people talk about Blue Lives Matter, we see that there is a line there, and that line is the color line. And that also stops. And you know, and also knowing that these individuals have been subjected to lawsuits, this really seems to speak to me that the Department of Justice needs to intervene and truly weed out this particular law enforcement unit because they can't protect their citizens, they can't protect anyone, especially when they're out here essentially uplifting and participating in hate groups. Yeah, and listen, if they don't do something, Adrian, we're going to be reporting on the tragedy right out of that city. Right now, you have whistleblowers. The whistleblowers are either black or they are deeply connected to black culture. One has a biracial son, but but it's white. The issue is right now, it's in front of you, this city, has a decision to make. City council, the mayor, the police chief has to resign. But we know this, they will not do so voluntarily. All right? So you all have to get to cracking real, real, real fast. Adrian, always a pleasure. How can people get your book, check out all of your great stuff, and follow you on social media? Yeah, well, you can follow me on social media at Adrian Law on Twitter, at Adrian Lawrence on Instagram. As far as my book, Staying in the Game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment, that can be found in the TYT store as well as everywhere you can buy books. Awesome, always good to have you on the program, thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of the planet. And remember, the truth is always indisputable.